Welcome to the ISA Science of Arboriculture podcast series. This series was developed by the International Society of Arboriculture and is brought to you by the Bartlett Tree Experts, caring for America's trees since 1907. This podcast series offers full-length educational talks by the world's top researchers, educators, and practitioners, helping to keep you up-to-date with developments in the arboriculture industry. This is Tom Smiley at the Bartlett Tree Research Laboratory with today's talk by Dr. Francesco Farini on why people hate trees. It was originally presented at the 2016 ISA International Conference in Fort Worth, Texas. Thank you, thank you very much. I know that I'm between you and coffee break, so I will cut long story short. And I think that you're wondering why this title. I gave this presentation before in Ottawa last February, and I have changed a lot since then, because any day uh, I, you know, I found something that makes me think that a lot of people, more than you think, hate trees. So uh, Degore has already said enough about me, but a few words. Uh, I'm a member of the board of directors for a few more hours, and my uh, teaching is mainly related to green areas planning management and boricage and urban forestry. And my research interests before be being the dean of the School of Agriculture were, they're not uh, anymore, unfortunately, physiological and growth aspect of different species as affected by the urban environment and their tolerances to multiple stresses, and then planning the green city in the global change era. So, why people hate tree? I know that this title, as I said before, makes you probably frowning. But anyway, this is a true statement. Because a lot of people, not inside this room, but outside probably, they do hate trees because they are messy, they are too big, they cost too much, and a plethora of other reasons. And so our, one of our duties is uh, to make this idea of bad trees, because trees are good, we know. I would like you to pay attention to the next picture. I won't say anything. I will just show some picture and just look at the picture. What these, did this picture have in common? Degore, you have to answer. You are the chairman here. You are the moderator, so you have to answer. What did this picture have in common? They have one thing in common. Cecil, do you know what? Not all of them, but most of them. You're right. Not all of them. There's another thing. They're all man-made landscapes. The man did it. The man can did this or this. So in front of different pictures, we have different reaction. Ceci was talking about you know, a different perception uh, of, of people in front of same thing, we, we, we are trying to isolate, to have our own idea about trees, about everything. So in front of this picture, 
This Beijing in this you know, very you know, uh, polluted days, I think your face should be like this. But in front of this, probably your face will be like this. Different reaction, different perception of, of things that are both man-made. And if I could measure your uh, blood pressure, I would have found that your blood pressure, pressure was lower in the, in, this, in the second case and higher in the first case. Or maybe you're higher, your skin conductance, which is higher in front of a negative landscape, in front of a negative view. Or your heartbeat, same. It's, you know, it's faster in front of a shocky picture and it's slower, slower in front of a very nice and pleasant picture. That's why we need green cities, because you know, for us, for our benefits, for our health, for our comfort, we need green cities. And to improve our well-being, Cecil in the other room was talking about this uh, sometimes, the relationship between trees and health, between trees and comfort, between, between trees and our life. But do we all agree on this? It's a matter of perception. We don't perceive trees in the same way. Even among us here in this room, we have a different perception of trees. What's your opinion? If you are on the left, probably you see four sticks. If you are on the right, you see three sticks. It depends on which side are you on. If you are a city forester, probably you have a different perception compared to the citizen. And we'll see, like here. You know, I think you are familiar with this picture. The tree as seen by the planner, you know, a cylinder and you know, a, a sphere. The parks department, uh, which thinks about the, the, the leaves in the fall. The publisher, the highways department, a very nice top tree. Or the developer or the landscape architect, who doesn't care about the trees, but he does care about what surrounds the tree. Other pictures, green perception. Summertime, wintertime, no trees. Don't worry. Don't worry because it's a Photoshop. It's not real. There's another town in, in, in Italy along the Riviera. It's called Alassio. Uh, they have that, you know, uh, Congress is the, the most beautiful man in Italy. Uh, I didn't win, unfortunately, but anyway. Uh, a friend of mine sent to me this picture of this road after him, before and after. Look at this balcony here on the left and here. It's not a Photoshop. It's true. They cut all the trees. You see the difference between a very nice, between a very nice place along the sea in Italy and a very ugly place anywhere in the world, like a favelas, just because they removed the trees. They didn't, change, they didn't change anything but trees. And we do love trees also. But sometimes it's too much love. It's too much. Look at this. This was a very, this is actually a very big oak Kong. in the south of Tuscany. Two years ago, a bunch of people on the 15th of August, they climbed up on, on this tree to take a picture, take a selfie, and the branch, this huge branch collapsed. And since then, a lot of people 
became acknowledged of this tree, they, uh, they went down to see the tree. Uh, they start some druids rituals around the trees, trying to save the trees. And they did the opposite things. Because from, from, from then, from two years ago, these trees, it, start, it started to decline because too much pressure, too much compaction around the trees. These trees for, I would say, 400, maybe 500 years uh, lived or had lived in the open countryside without anyone around. And suddenly, a lot of people came there trampling on the, 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 the grass, uh, sometimes with the cart just underneath the trees because they didn't want to, you know, to walk for maybe 50 meters. And they, they had to put these fences around the trees to avoid people to get too close, especially with cars, to the tree. And Cecil showed something uh, about the, uh, uh, the benefits of trees. The FAO uh, last April or May or something issued these uh, infographics in I don't know how many languages about the benefit of trees. And uh, again, I was sure that people really know about tree benefits. Because the, uh, there is the other face of the coin. Why people hate trees? OK, actually, finally, eventually, we came to the question, why people hate trees? Uh, last year, I circulated through email or asking to arborists and friends and colleagues around the world, uh, which are the reason why people hate trees. Get below ground. And what? <laughs> and it came out that the first answer was they dirt, especially the leaves, but also the fruits. Or they are dangerous, they block the light. Ignorance and historical and cultural heritage. Trees must be in the countryside and in the parks and not along the streets. They host animals. It's biodiversity, it's called biodiversity. The, the roots damage the floors and building in general. They cost too much. They are independent and don't, don't grow according to the will of the people. They are too tall and large. It's even higher than my house. How are you dead? And then they don't produce. There is a proverb in Italy, tree that does not bear fruit, cut it all. They provoke allergies, religious matter. Because you know, when uh, uh, Charlemagne decided to Christianize the, the rest of Europe. He, he found that pagans worship trees. And so he cut all the trees because he, he wanted to convert uh, to, uh, to the Christian religion all the pagans in Germany and other parts of, the, of, the, of Europe. They cover and hamper visual landscape. I want to pave my garden and trees stop me. How dare they? They take off the air. They take off the One of the answers was they take off the air for political reasons, in one direction or another. Trees are a refugee for thieves, junkies, make the roads less safe, etc. They become healed. They're living beings, you know. I hate my neighbor's trees. But then you discover that they actually, leave, they actually hate the neighbor. And yesterday, I found this article, the racist trees of our national park. Can you believe this? I mean, this stupid article 
uh, about the stupid thing. They, uh, this article says that trees are racist because they, in some way, they remind to uh, uh, Afro-American people the, you know, the, the place where they were hung up in the past. I couldn't believe, I mean, I read it, I read it all. It was something really astonishing for me. And this is research from, college, from uh, the uh, previous university, uh, Cecil's previous university. And again, tree roots, uh, the roots of the tree destroy the sidewalks was the first reason why people don't like trees. And this was published in the uh, Aboriginal Urban Forest in 2015, so last year. It's a brand new research. Uh, this is a, uh, a publication from uh, Ohio in, in the United States. It's not easy going green obstacles to tree planting programs in East Baltimore. So it's uh, from Ohio uh, University, but it's in Baltimore. Bird manure, insects, allergy to tree pollen, property damage, linking trees to drug trade, and trees are the flavor of the week. They don't care, just you know, a week. Next week we, we have another, another flavor. And if you can cut it, put it to hell. I hate trees because I wanted to cut it and the municipality doesn't allow me to cut it. So I put it to hell and I will kill it. Reasons? Again. False information. Many people think that this is the proper way to prune trees because they see all around this top tree that is, and they think that's the rule. Justification, my customers always ask to take away a lot of wood. They want to see the pile of wood. Otherwise they think you, you haven't pruned your trees. False myth, so the plants invigorate. The old popular belief and then the next pruning will be done no less than five years from now. You want to come back next year. You want my money. Suspicion. I know you arborist. You want to make sure that you will come back again in two, three years to steal me more money. Lack of trust. But the gardeners I know tell me the opposite of what you say. They're not right. Bad example. And then look at what the city does. Why are you telling me I have to prune my trees in a different way? Materialist. But the summer shade of these trees, not pleasant for you? Yes, it's true, but now we have the air condition. I don't care. These are all true. Don't mistrust me, it's true. I mean, answer and question and think that I have heard. Question, but these contracts for giants without branches, with few leaves, apart from the fact that their ecosystem services are close to zero, do you think they are aesthetically appealing? This is what the answer was. This is what you see around. And in any case, should my trees be the only defense against the pollution? Why should I, the only one? Someone else can. And preferences. I'd rather spend my money on things that give me a lot of more gratification. Car, PC, smartphone, tablet, dining out, weekend excursion, trips, etc. In gray versus green. The loan, oh, it's boring. Next year, we'll have to pave the area. I don't want to move again this you know, loan. And uh, this is a maximum I found very nice. Mathematics may not teach us how to add love or how to minus hate, but it gives us 
every reason to hope that every problem, remember, every problem has a solution. So there are many different opinions and many different people. We know, we realize that, and uh, we have to deal with this. Our task is to convince these people that don't like trees that trees are good and trees are the key of the future and we must love them. I love trees because they attract birds. It's normal. People love trees because they attract birds. I love trees even though they attract birds which eat and drop. You know, I have my car underneath a tree and, you know, I like trees, but I hate trees because they attract birds with chatter, cluck, cook-a-doodle-doo, cuckoo-hoot, and poo. And that's what happened last year in Rome. Uh, they have a lot of millions of starlings. You know starlings? I think you have starlings here. And Rome was in this condition. Look at this car. I understand that these people hate trees. They don't hate birds. They hate trees because birds, you know, go on trees. Look at this, this man. Bad day. Don't you think? Bad day, bad day. And uh, Rome overwhelmed by faces of migrating birds. They're not migrating anymore. They're stable. 365 years, uh, days day per year. Look at this. They can, you know, obscure the sky. And the question was, birds in the tree outside my property are causing a mess on my car with their droppings. Can you prune or remove the tree? And the answer of the municipality was, although this may be considered inconvenient, pruning will not solve the problem, as the birds will sit on the remaining branches. Warm, soapy water will remove the bird droppings. Very simple answer to a very stupid question. In front of this uh, picture, this was last year in Tuscany, my region lost 334,000 trees during a storm, a single day, I would say a single night storm. In some part of the, of the region, even in my city, we lost most of the trees. Look at this picture, pine trees, you know, all uprooted. In front of the same, this picture, sadness. All these trees, I mean 70, 80, 100 year old, they're all gone. But if you have a villa just along the sea and you were, you know, uh, um, arguing with your neighbor, because if you, uh, uh, you ask him to prune the trees because you were scared about the tree and though that tree fell in your house, uh, uh, it's not sadness, it's anger. You are really angry against the tree, against your neighbor again. In Florence, we had three major storms. Not only the storm I told you about in March, we had a major storm also in the 1st of August last year, one, one year ago, and we lost about 5% of the total tree number, but above all, the biggest ones, big pine tree. This was the area where I live was completely erased by the wind, by the strong, by the tornado, a local tornado. And since then, people are scared of trees. They are evil things. I don't like trees. They fall on my house. They fall on my car. And since then, I paraphrased the uh, Blade Runner. Since then, I've, think, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Three cuts off the shoulders of Orion. I watched a chainsaw, chainsaw glitter in the dark near the park's gates. 
all those trees will be lost in time like tears in the rain. From then, it's time to die. I readapted this from Blade Runner because uh, since then, that was the answer. That was the a former Linden Avenue on, on the left, a monumental oak on the right, and the former Austrian pine on the lower part of the picture. Because when this happens, there is a disproportionate media attention, especially after this kind of storm, when trees fall, they can create damage, and they create a general public misconception of danger. Because you know that trees rarely, really rarely uh, kill people. Like one in 10 million, one in 20 million sometimes. So it's not easy to be killed by a tree. You see, this is from Danster, uh, research published by uh, Julian Danster two years ago. And the probability to be killed by a tree, uh, considered all the people who die in the United States, it's, a, it's between uh, contact with Heath, it and hot substances and legal execution. So it's you know, quite the same to be killed by, by the state or by a tree, which sometimes can be the same thing. Uh, again, here, you see the, the, the probability to be uh, killed by a tree is between bitten or struck by a dog or contact with heat on hot or hot substances. So we are quite bizarre. And we do like trees. You know, but again, not in my backyard. We like trade to be another part. You see, this is in Florence, sustainable housing, zero emission. I live in a house that doesn't produce CO2, where, you know, uh, self-sufficient, but where are the trees? No trees around. Here, here it is, a wonderful tree of hell. The only tree which was, you know, naturally because we know that trees are important, not for dog. If you don't have trees, there is a long line at the toilet. Trees are important because they are the only thing that we have to reduce the entropy of the city. You know, the city is like a living organism. Uh, on your left, they are the inputs, food, energy, and goods. On your right, the outputs, organic wastes, land, filthy, dumping, etc., emission, and inorganic wastes. The only thing that reduces the entropy are trees. The only tool that we have to reduce this process, which destroys uh, reserves, is using tree in our city. And trees are not the parsley around the peak. We can't build this kind of building and put just five trees like, you know, uh, a parsley around the peak, like a decoration. Other reason to hate trees. They litter because of falling leaves. I hate them because of this. But it's still, it's a matter of perception. Fall is very nice. It's great sometimes, especially in some part of the United States. If you uh, go to Google, you put reason, uh, uh, sorry, uh, tree uh, and, and fall, you find all these, you know, the first seven, six, sorry, 
website of 14 reasons to fall in love with fall, seven reasons I love fall, fall love, how to enjoy, and so on. But sometimes I hate autumn, especially the municipality when they have to rake all the leaves in the city. But remember, trees are money too. In the United States, billions of dollars are moved to one place to another, even from outside the United States to the United States, because people are coming or are going to all the places where they, there is the foliage, the fall color, and it's billions of dollars. We're talking about billions of dollars. I hate them because they drop fruits. You know, living beings, they uh, uh, reproduce themselves. But as I said before, there are many problems, but I think there is a solution to all these problems. It's just one, it's education. You have, you as arborists, you have to educate people that not all trees produce fruits. And you have to ask an arborist. Ask an arborist about the, about the solution because for example, Morus alba is one of the, probably the messiest tree you can find, but Morus alba hampton or Morus kagayama sterile, they don't produce fruits. Liquidamba sweet gum, slender silhouette, or honey locust green glory, they don't produce fruit. Or liquidamba stereocypha sweet gum rotundiloba, or espresso Kentucky coffee tree. There are selection that don't produce fruit. Or like the uh, red horse chestnut, a cross between carnia, between uh, horse chestnut and Aeschylus pavia, or the Aeschylus uh, hippocastanum baumaniae, or the ginkgo biloba fairmont or princeton, they don't produce fruit. They are male selection. Malus spring snow, or the prunus crater vesuvium, it doesn't produce fruit, and Prunus pisardi is probably one of the messiest tree together with uh, uh, mulberry. They block the light. I can understand that probably in the northern Sweden or northern Finland, they don't like to uh, have the light blocked by a tree, but if you are in Florence, you do like that the, the, light, the light is blocked by a tree. But also in this case, there is a solution. You can use a honey locust, which, is, which has a very light uh, you know, canopy, instead of using a, a Norway maple or a sugar maple or another tree like an oak, which has a very dense canopy, which makes a very dense uh, shade. Roots can cause damages to the pavement, pipes, and sidewalk, like this elm in Florence, or this privet in Rome. But we know that some trees uh, you know, can produce the damage easily than others. You can look at this, birch, apple, cherry, beech, plane tree, sycamore, maple, linden, you know. They, they usually don't produce damage when they are 10 to 50 meters from the buildings, from the construction. But willow, poplar, and in, in England, UK, oak, not in Italy, but in UK, oak, can produce damage even if, even if, when they are 30, 35 meters from the building. But anyway, still, it's a matter of perception. 
you, you, you listen to a person or to a friend who is complaining about the roots of the trees which are penetrating in the, in, in, in the buildings, but uh, the insurance company said that the, uh, just 1% of the total tree population has actually caused damage to property. A lot of complaints, but the reality is that just 1% produce damages. Again, they are independent. They don't grow according to the will of the people. They're, they are too tall and large. It's even higher than my house, I said before. And sometimes it's because you don't want, you don't get what you expected to, to get. Look at this. We need to know them. If you don't know tree, so plant uh, identification to know trees is very important. If you buy this uh, snack, and it's an Italian snack, uh, if you look outside on the box, you see this nice snack, you know, full of chocolate, full of Nutella. It's very attractive. But if you buy it, if you open it, that's what you get. Yeah, so that's... It's a completely different thing. If you know, if you know that you don't buy that, you know, that snack, you buy something else. And with the tree, it's the same. I would like to have a sequoia in my park. I live in Florence, or very close to Florence. I would like to have a sequoia. I, I have seen sequoia, sequoia national park, so huge, so big. I like them. I love those trees. I have plenty of space. And that can is see. what you expect. But if you plant sequoia in Florence, that's what you get. This acquired Andrew Gigantium, after 10 years, almost 10 years in Florence, just you know, a few meters from my office, it doesn't grow. You have to know the trees, you have to know the species, because otherwise you shouldn't uh, uh, do these mistakes. And so this is what you get. Is it a tree fault? I don't think so. It's my fault, it's their fault, it's our fault. Can and you have to also understand that in some places, Trees can't afford to leave. It's used to put trees along this very narrow road with a lot of concrete, a lot of side, a lot of asphalt, a lot of buildings. They will not grow. They will not provide any benefits during their life. Then trees and allergy. Look at this very nice uh, cherry tree uh, road in the north of Italy. I think they produce allergy. I don't think so. I know they don't produce allergy, but those people do think they produce allergy, and that's the solution. Prune it to hell. So they will not produce flowers, they will not provoke allergies. Is this the solution? I don't think so. Trees are costly. But are we sure that citizens are aware of how much how much trees cost really. Look at this. Look at this parking lot in Milwaukee. Sorry. Parking lot in Milwaukee. Cost of paving in Europe, in Italy, is about between 50 and 150 euros, pretty much 60 and 800, uh, sorry, 170 dollars per square meter, or 4.5, 4 14 uh, euros per square feet. Planting area without pavement, eight square meters, I think it's about 90 feet or something. Uh, money say between 400 and 1200 euros for not paving. If you don't pave, you save a lot of money you can use for trees. But we like to have concrete. We like to pave everywhere. 
Look at the difference here. This is in Washington. They don't pave all this area, and these three are doing very well. And uh, it's very easy now to find in the United States this, you know, oh, sorry, this label. This tree provides 145 worth of benefits over the next one year because of all these benefits it provides. And it's good because people are becoming more and more aware of tree benefits. So why you hate trees? Why you hate trees? Don't answer? You don't have an answer? Because communication is important. We have to communicate. It's probably the most important thing now, as Cecil said in his uh, previous talk about the, you know, the urban forester, uh, always connected with social media. You have to be connected with people. You have to explain what you're doing. You have to explain why you're doing something. So we, as arborists, we have to answer two main questions. Why trees and how trees? Why trees is because they provide a lot of benefits, more than you think, more than we think. Sometimes we discover, you know, all this relationship between tree and health 20, maybe 30 years ago, we, we, didn't, we were not aware of this. And how trees plant the right tree in the right place. It's a very simple phrase, but if you look outside, even outside of this building, it's not true. So, there is no reason to hate trees if you know them, but you have, you, have, you have to know them. You have to be aware of their benefits. You have to know which trees you should plant, how you should maintain them, and so on. And always remember trees are good. And also think about what if I was gone? What will happen? As Cecil showed before, uh, there is an, uh, a book. It's going to be published probably around Christmas this year. We edited it. Uh, myself, Cecil, and Alessio Fini is the handbook of urban forestry. Lots of people from all over the world uh, uh, wrote different chapters. It's divided in seven parts, 34 uh, chapters in total. These are all the contributors and many others. So we have to thank all the more. Most of the people are around uh, here in these days, and we hope that it will be a bestseller in the next year. And uh, this is my Facebook page. It's not my personal. It's, it's a work Facebook page. I update almost on a regular, on, on a daily basis, sometimes twice a day, with articles, link, idea. Sometimes I like to provoke people with articles uh, to see the reaction and to get also more information. And that's all, folks. If you have any questions, I'm here. This concludes Dr. Francesco Farini's talk on why people hate trees. To learn more, you can find additional materials at the ISA web store, including the book Remarkable Trees of the World, and Trees in Development, a Technical Guide to the Preservation of Trees During Land Development. If you would like to receive CEUs for listening to today's talk, visit the ISA online store and select Online CEU Quizzes. Thank you for listening to this episode, which was brought to you by the Bartlett Tree Experts, caring for America's trees since 1907. 
Remember to subscribe to this podcast series and join us next time for another episode of Science of Arboriculture. Trees in every country, trees you know we can. Work together and learn what we need to meet the challenge. Traditional skills and modern techniques, whatever language you speak, you have a world to offer.